0: Welcome to the Two-Man Scramble, brought to you by Man Cave Sports. Today's date is September 12, 2016. My name is Vaughn Small. I'm here with my partner Alec Weeks. How are you guys doing? You can find us on Twitter at MCSports365 or online at www.mcsports365.com. Today's episode is brought to you by Crystal Falls Golf Club. The weather's cooling down here in Texas. Make sure to check them out for your weekly tee times.
1: Today, we've got a pretty good episode for you guys. Give you all a little rundown here. Davis Love III made three out of the four captain's picks for his Ryder Cup team. We're going to look into the three Ryder Cup team captain's picks and who the fourth pick might be. Also, look into the BMW championship a little, see how that jostled the FedEx Cup standing, see who the final 30 we have left. And then we're going to go into the Tour Championship a little bit. So, let's roll. With the red wine, pour me some moonshine When I'm gone, put
0: it in stone left nothing behind. For Big news today, Alec. We finally got, well, not all of Davis Love's Captain picks, but three of the four Captain picks: Ricky Fowler, Matt Kuchar and J.B. Holmes. Um I know you don't like a specific player here. I kinda of almost I kinda of feel the same way as you and Ricky Fowler. Give me a few reasons why you don't like him. It's not that I don't like Ricky Fowler. I think he's had a good season and
1: I think he was very close to making the Ryder Cup team without needing a captain's pick, but we look back into some of his recent finishes when you look back at the barclays he needed to come in T3 there to make the Ryder Cup team without needing the captain's pick and you say oh well T3 you know that's a pretty hefty task that's a good field that's a good finish but after when you come down to it when you come down to the final day he was up there he was T3 going into it yeah played very well there and so he was coming into it and he goes all the way down to hole number 16 and he's tied for third on 16 and he's in a greenside bunker Needs to get up and down to keep his spot, make that Ryder Cup team. And he flubbed it out of the bunker, barely got out, had to chip up again, and then he made a three-putt. And after that, you know, he missed his chance at the Ryder Cup. And since then, we've really kind of seen him fall off. It's like
0: the pressure's getting into him trying to make the Ryder Cup team. Hasn't done too good since the Barclays tied for 46 at the Deutsche Bank after 59th last week at the BMW. Tied or the 59th last week at the BMW. Did not qualify for the tour championship. Unfortunately, he missed out by half a point to Charles And Just like how he needed to come in the T third and he barely missed that one out, he also
1: barely missed out on the tour championship. And I just don't think he's done what he needed to do in the recent weeks. I don't think he's played how he needed to play. And while I think he's you know good for the Ryder Cup team, I think he's had a good season. He fits in well with the
0: guys. I just don't think his recent form was good enough to get him in. Let's look at how he's done in the Ryder Cup in the past. He played in the 2010 Ryder Cup at Celtic Manor and the 2014 Ryder Cup in Scotland. Overall record, 0-4-4. He has not won a Ryder Cup match, but Davis Love feels like he could be the guy to maybe spark a light under this uh, Team USA to get them going in what has been not a very good history at least recently at the Ryder cup for the Americans as your Europe, the Europeans have won quite a few in the last eight to 10 years or so. Let's move on to JB Holmes. Um, a long ball hitter last time he was on the Ryder cup team it was actually the last time team USA won. It was in his home state of Kentucky at Valhalla. What do you like about him, Alec? You know, same thing with Ricky Fowler, Ricky Fowler, His
1: recent performances, T26, 59th at the BMW, weren't that great. We'll look into J.B. Holmes' recent finishes here. They're also not that great. PGA Championship, that's going a little ways back, but missed the cut there the week after that, missed the cut at the Travelers Championship. Three in a row. Right before the playoffs started, yeah, like you said, three in a row, missed the cut at the Wyndham Championship. So he wasn't playing good coming into the playoffs. You look into the Barclays, which, as we said, was the final points or final event that you could gain Ryder cup points in he came in t41 there so all right finished middle of the pack in t33 the next week at the Deutsche bank and finally he see a good performance out of him last week at the bmw t4 but before that it was slim pickings for him and you got to wonder what his recent form has said to davis of the to really give him a spot on this team
0: you know a lot of people underestimate the fight of J V holmes i think i think he's a guy that could almost like a I know he's on the European team. Rory McIlroy, more of a fiery type player. And that's what you like in the Ryder Cup. Um, In 2008, he finished 2-0-1. He didn't lose a match there. Uh, Let's see. He he played in the President's Cup last year. President's Cup is played, as of now, every odd year. And the Ryder Cup is every even year. He finished 3-1-1 at the President's Cup. So like I said... Players who have that fire, that that kind of mean uh, demeanor under them, they tend to play better at the Ryder Cup and the Presidents Cup. You know the match play type events, and history shows that he do- does well at the Ryder Cup, Presidents Cup type events. I I like J. B. Holmes as a pick for Davis Love the Third.
1: Yeah, like you said, he's a fighter, and that could even go back to he's fought back from brain surgery. That may be why we haven't seen him in a Ryder Cup since two thousand eight. He had brain surgery in 2011, so he's been fighting back from that, won a couple times since then, and so it's really good to see him back on the Ryder Cup team. Obviously, maybe he's the lucky charm. We haven't won a Ryder Cup since 2008. He was on the team. He played pretty well then. You know, his recent form hasn't been great, but looking at those things, looking at the stats, I mean, maybe that's something
0: that we need. Maybe he's good with the USA guys. And last but not least, Matt Kuchar. Last podcast I mentioned expect davis love the third to pick him as you know as a one of the guys who isn't a for sure captain's pick we, we thought bubba watson was a was possibly a for sure captain's pick we'll get to that in a little bit but anyways matt kuchar um let's look at his recent finishes as you as we've gone through each player so far travelers championship finished t seventeenth top 20 there we'll we'll even throw in the olympic golf medal that he got the bronze medal finishing third there <clears throat> After that, it um, didn't do too much. T64th at the Barclays, T46th at the Deutsche Bank, but played its way into a top five this week at the BMW. Uh, let's look at his Ryder Cup history. This is his fourth straight Ryder Cup. goes back to 2010. His record overall is 4, 5, and 2. Uh, he's looking to back, bounce back after a not-so-good Ryder Cup last year, finishing 1, 3, and 0. Oh, and... Overall, I like this pick. As I, as, like I just said, I mentioned him previously as he's just a solid overall player, a guy that you can kind of expect to shoot the 70, 70, 69. So I think he's, he's a guy that you want on your team if you're playing in the Ryder Cup this year.
1: Yeah, his recent form actually has been a little bit better than those last two. He's got two top fives in his last four starts. And you know, that third place finish at the Olympics, I think that really helps him. Even though that's not the same format, it's still Team USA. It's still playing for your country, and you could really see he was very honored to be able to play for his country and win that medal and after that round, after that fourth round in Olympics. He was very, very excited. He spoke very passionately about winning the medal for USA, and even something like that, I think, can catch an eye of Davis Love III and really... Helped maybe solidify his spot, of course, with the T4 last week at the BMW. I think that's really good. And, of course, also being on four straight, or three straight, including this one. It's his fourth straight. So being on several Ryder Cup teams in the past, very experienced, seasoned guy. He's been there. He knows what to do. And I don't know if you saw, but he said that Davis Love should pick Tiger Woods as the final captain's pick and that that would be legendary. I don't know what you think about (laughs) that, but... Maybe looking at who the fourth pick
0: could be, if not Tiger Woods, who it would be and who you like. Right. Well, we all know that's not going to happen, Alec. <laughs> Interesting comment by Matt Kuchar, though. So that does does lead us to our fourth and final captain pick, chosen by Davis Love III. <clears throat> we picked Jim Furick and Bubba Watson. I like Jim Furyk in particularly. Uh, he didn't play most of the year, about half of the season, actually, due to a wrist injury. He came back strong, though, after missing missing his first two out of three cuts. Tied for second at the U.S. Open early. And then let's go to his recent finishes. Tied for fifth at the Travelers, where he shot 58. The Wyndham Championship, following the 58, he finished T10. Uh, the Barclays kind of fell off a little bit, middle of the pack, T41, at the Deutsche Bank, T57, and did not get to play at the BMW Championship.
1: Yeah, you see him falling out of the playoff contention and it's kind of sad to see. But like we said, he only made in twelve or he made twelve of fourteen cuts, so he only played in fourteen events this year. You have to figure if he was healthy enough to play the full season, he would probably still be in the FedEx Cup point standings playing in the BMW and the Tour Championship this week. And you know, I think that maybe hurts his chance at making the Ryder Cup, but I think at the same time that's in the back of Davis Love the mind, knowing, hey if he played in, if he had, he played in a full season. Had he played in all the events he was capable of playing in, he probably would have been on the top eight spots that didn't need a captain's pick to make the Ryder Cup team. And not only that, he would probably also still be fighting for the FedEx Cup championship.
0: Yeah, and being a vice captain, it, Davis Love III mentioned that you know it's kind of they're kind of put in a weird situation to whether or not they can put or they want to put Jim Furyk in. But rumor has it that he's still willing to put him in. He's open minded to it. Also said that the tour champion he might pick someone outside the tour championship this week, as previously before we were told that he's most likely going to take the winner of the, the two- Cup. Right, the Fe- the FedEx Cup, which kind of blends in with the tour championship, but. We'll see what we'll see what happens with Jim Fury. Let's look at his Ryder Cup history. He's played in it since nineteen or since nineteen ninety seven. Yeah,
1: pretty impressive. Hasn't missed one since. That's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. If he plays in this one, it will be his ninth in a row, currently on eight since he hasn't been named to the team yet. But
0: and that's another reason why I think that he'll get chosen. Not a very good record at the Ryder Cup, 10, 20, and four. But again, he's been in it since 1997. I think that might be another reason why Davis Love III might go with him.
1: Yeah, and to have people like that that have been there, you look at the European team, there's a lot of rookies over on that side. So that could be something Davis Love III is looking at. Let's bring some veteran leadership. Let's bring people that have been here, done this, and have proven themselves here before to play this team of Europeans that is guys that haven't been there before, guys that are rookies people that you don't normally see haven't played in a Ryder Cup yet. So if you're looking at that tactic, obviously being in every one since the first year I was born, I was one <laughs> when, when he was still playing in Ryder Cups. So, I mean, that's just incredible to me. I think it's very – it, it kind of goes with the Matt Kuchar pick who had been a little pretty experienced too, and I think he might want to bring some experience to our team. On the other hand, I think he is fighting Bubba Watson for that final captain spot. If you look around, the guys that are left, it really looks and seems to us like it's coming down between those two guys, at least in my mind, if I was Davis Love III, that's who it would be coming down to, Jim and Bubba for me. Mm -hmm. And so looking at Bubba and what he's done recently, he still is in the field at the FedEx Cup Championship at the Tour Championship this week, trying to get himself a playoff win, even though he's a little bit outside contention in 27th place in the FedEx Cup currently. But... His recent form has been not bad. He came in twenty fifth at the Travelers Championship a little a ways back, and trying to make, like we said, the Barclays being the final chance to grab Ryder Cup points. Trying to make the team without needing a rat or without needing a captain's pick, performed admirably there too. Came in T thirteen, and then I thought, and I've been thinking, Bubba Watson is going to play good week in and week out. Really trying to play for this final captain's cup or final captain's pick. And, Excuse me, and but, to get inside that top thirty. Yeah. He's been right there on the edge of that as well. But he was cut at the Deutsche Bank Championship, which I think may hurt him. But then he bounced back with T20 at the BMW. And looking at his recent finishes, I mean, if he had a top 15, maybe a top 20 at that Deutsche Bank instead of getting cut, I think it would be hard to deny him a spot on this Ryder you, Cup team. You,
0: you know, those, those finishes still surprise me. Other than the missed cut, all those finishes are inside the top 25. So that's three out of his last four starts inside the top 25. I felt like he really hasn't shown up lately. Yeah, and it seems like that, but he hasn't. I mean, it just he's been
1: a little back. It seems like he hasn't done everything he's needed to, but it almost seems like he's almost doing enough. And you even look back to the Olympics, he was not in the top of the leaderboard, but he wasn't at the bottom half of the leaderboard. And that's just kind of where he's been. And
0: it's probably going to have to take... A really solid finish for him to make it. Yeah, is what, I mean, is what we're kind of, what I'm kind of thinking at least. I, I think if he goes
1: top ten this week, maybe even top fifteen. I think it's going to be really hard to deny him that final spot. Instead of Furyk, he's been to the Ryder Cup as well. He brings some pretty good history in, and I think he would be a really good member of Team USA. And as well as that, on top of that, he's the only member of Team USA that was in the Olympic field that is
0: not currently on the Ryder Cup team. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and say inside the top five to make the Ryder Cup team uh, with only 30 players being played this week. Top ten, you know, obviously is is good. But I'm going to say if he gets inside that top five, I think he'll get it over Furyk. But if he doesn't, I'm going to stick with Jim Furyk.
1: Yeah, let's look at Bubba and his Ryder Cup history. As I mentioned, he brings some some history, some Ryder Cup pass to the table. He played in 2010, 2012, and 2014. His record, pretty, it's not terrible. Five wins, eight losses with one draw. Uh, but he's trying to bounce back from a bad Ryder Cup last year where he was oh zero wins and three losses. I mean, I hope he's there. I hope he can get it. I'm pulling for him. I would like to see him do good this week, and
0: I would like to see him on the Ryder Cup team over Jim Furyk. Okay, let's move on a bit from the Ryder Cup now. Well, we'll also mention some Ryder Cup names in here, but let's focus on last week's tournament, the BMW Championship. Dustin Johnson, second time winner here at the BMW. It's his third win in his last eight starts. He had a rough start on Sunday. Uh, he lost a two shot lead after the first three holes to Paul Casey. Speaking of Paul Casey playing very good, uh, but Dustin bounced back with birdies on four, five, seven, and eight um, later on in the tournament. Paul Casey would make an eagle on 15 to make try to make a run at him. Then Dustin topped it off with another big putt uh, to top off Paul Casey's eagle with the eagle on his own. Paul Casey finished in second at 20-under. Roberto Castro, who was leading after the first two days, finished at 17-under. He really needed to play good as well to finish inside that top 30 of the FedEx Cup standings, which he did. Matt Kuchar, 12-under, tied for fourth. Ryan Palmer, 12-under, tied for fourth. Adam Scott, 12-under, tied for fourth. Charles Schwartzel made a big jump this week. He was 12-under, tied for fourth. And J.B. Holmes, another, another name we mentioned, 12-under, tied for fourth. A lot of names there at 12-under. Then the next spot was Jordan Spieth all the way at ninth, shot 11-under. Billy Horschel, T10 at 10-under. And Daniel Berger, T10 at 10-under.
1: Yeah, out of the top ten, the thing that, Kind of surprises me. Doesn't surprise me, but stands stands out to me the most is Spieth there at eleven under. He was on the verge of that top five in the FedEx Cup standings, and he's gonna just miss out on that. He maybe needed a little bit. He didn't maybe need. He definitely needed a little bit better finish than ninth to get inside the top five. So that win next week, if he wins at the tour championship, isn't going to guarantee him the FedEx Cup championship. So I was hoping to see him jump inside the top five, and Billy Herschel, who makes a big jump up the FedEx Cup standings, there, a past FedEx Cup champion. We'll see how he can do, but yeah,
0: that that top five's huge. It really is, and like you said, I think that's Jordan Speed tried to make a move and tried to sneak his way on up there, it was just a couple shots short of it. If if he could have got to 13 under and finished uh, fourth, solo fourth, that could have maybe snuck him in there. But again, that top five is critical. You saw saw Adam Scott at 12-under. He managed to solidify himself in there going into the Tour Championship. And Paul Casey, uh, before we move on, Paul Casey moved inside the top five at number five, moving Rory McIlroy out. But let's look at some names who jumped inside the top 30, so they're able to stay alive this week. As you mentioned, Charles Schwarzel getting tied for fourth. Uh, He ranked fourth from shots that were from the from ranges 200 225 yards and as we mentioned previously crooked stick was a very very long course so that's potentially you know what what helped him get there those long irons those hybrids he ranks fourth on tour through the year he beat out Ricky Fowler by half a point and his only other well he didn't win but his only win this year was at Valspar back in March so pretty good year for Charles Schwartzel, even though we haven't heard too much
1: Yeah, he made a good jump, jumped all the way from 43rd to 30th, so he is a number 30, the last guy in. And don't know if he can get himself all the way to the top of that FedEx Cup leaderboard, but, you know, he could come out and play good. And, you know, it would be interesting to see what will happen if he does win, could get himself a bigger payday if he gets a good – Yeah, make some money, that's for sure. Yeah, he's still alive trying to make more money this year. So good for him, good jump, good week for him. We'll go to number two, good big mover inside the top 30 was J.B. Holmes, who big, big week for him really, moves himself inside the top 30, he gets named to the Ryder Cup
0: team. I mean, stuff's really going good for this guy right now. <laughs> Absolutely. And another big jump, Daniel Berger. He's out, actually right outside that Ryder Cup top 10, if you will, but I don't think he'll he'll get in. But he did make it to the Tour Championship, got tied for 10th. Guy's only 23 years old, so watch out for him in the near future. Roberto Castro biggest jump 53 to 21. 21, that's the spot where you start getting there where if your chips fall right, you get a big win.
1: All you those know, top 15, dogs 20. Yeah, if yep. the top dogs don't play good, that's a spot where you can maybe have an outside chance and you know, a good week there, big paycheck for him. He even if he can't move himself all the way up, is trying to get himself paid in the FedEx Cup standings with another good week at the
0: Tour Championship. Yeah, he's actually had a pretty solid year, three top 10s this year. Uh, after finishing T fourth or excuse me solo third this week at the BMW, mm-hmm. let's move to who's out now. Your boy Ricky Fowler. Yeah, I mean Ricky, like I said,
1: he's just things not been going good for him. Except he has been named to the Ryder Cup team, but seems like he just missed out on Ryder Cup point standings just missed out on the Tour Championship and he just hasn't done what he needed to do he was 22 in the FedEx Cup standings coming into this week and just really needed to put together a decent performance and with a field of 70 players he comes in 59th place and falls to 31st 31st place in the Ryder or in the FedEx Cup standings excuse me so I, I mean, guess that play playoff mustache didn't work, huh? Yeah, playoff mustache wasn't working for him. Missed out on a half point, and you know he'd really like to be there going
0: into that final pay or final day uh, or final tournament, excuse me, at the Tour Championship. Sergio Garcia was 25th at the heading into the BMW, moved to 32nd, shot two under total, 76, 73 on the weekend, just moved himself outside the top 30. And uh, he'll have another week to prepare for the Ryder Cup. Now, Brooks Kepka was the bubble boy, sitting at number thirty, moved up to thirty-five, shot five under, tied for thirty-second. He was another guy who struggled on. Well, he struggled on Saturday, not so much Sunday. Shot sixty-seven on Sunday, tried to push himself inside the top thirty, but didn't yeah, manage to. I'm sure he knew where he was
1: stood. So. That probably might be what you saw that you needed to do coming into that 67. He needed to go low, and he did what he could, but it just wasn't enough coming off the 76 the
0: day before. Okay, so the updated top five. Again, if one of these guys wins the final tournament on Sunday or this weekend, I should say, they automatically win the FedEx Cup playoffs at $10 million. Big, big prize. Dustin Johnson moves up to number one, surpassing Patrick Reed at number two and then adam scott's number three jason day number four and as i mentioned paul casey at number five something to note jason day there at number four he moves
1: down a little bit with a withdrawal don't think it's big to mention that i i I think he'll still be around he's obviously going to be there for the tour championship he's still in the top five so the draw doesn't hurt him if anything he just gets to rest up and he should be ready to go for the
0: tour championship yeah, withdrew due to a back injury, but we should see him at the Tour Championship this week, which will be played at East Lake Golf Club, an old one in Atlanta, Georgia. Has hosted the Tour Championship since the playoff era in 2004. He'll uh, be playing over 7,300 yards, another rather long one. Phil's the only two-time winner, went in 2000 and 2009. But let's go to your p- recent past winners, starting last year with Jordan Spieth. Uh, Billy Horschel won it the year before. Henrik Stinson in 2013. Jordan Spieth actually finished second that year as well. Then it goes to Brant Snedeker in 2012, Bill Haas 2011, Jim Furick and Phil Mickelson following that. So you notice a pretty big gap there between Phil's two wins, 2000 and 2009.
1: And he's currently ranked 13th in the FedEx Cup standings. You know, you can maybe see him make a good run at it. It's still very strong mathematical possibility for him to win the FedEx Cup standings or FedEx Cup playoffs, excuse me. He needs Dustin Johnson to come in seventh place, a T7 or worse. And second place in the FedEx Cup standings, Patrick Reed needs him to come in T fourth or worse. He needs Adam Scott third place in the FedEx Cup standings come in T third or worse. And number fourth in the FedEx Cup standings, Jason Day. Must come in a three-way tie for second or worse. Fifth place must come in T2 or worse. So, all those numbers, very good finishes for the guys in the top five of the current FedEx Cup standings. And, on, of course, on top of that, he needs to win the Tour Championship <laughs> to win the FedEx Cup. But still, strong possibility. Doesn't have to do too much scoreboard watching, but everybody other than those guys in the top five
0: need to do at least a little bit. So, needs a lot of luck, too. <laughs> That's for sure. But let's go into our picks. I'm I'm personally going to take Dustin Johnson. I think he's going to repeat what Spieth did last year. They both have kind of kind of solidified themselves as a player as a player of the year, if you will. And last year, Jordan Spieth, you see him win the Masters and the U.S. Open and play well at the British and the PGA Championship. And then he kind of fell off. He missed the first two cuts of the four playoff events, and he came back with a strong finish in the third one, at the BMW, and end up winning the Tour Championship to to cap his uh, great season just like Dustin I think and you know Dust, Dustin the interviews lately keeps on getting asked you know you're looking at number one you're trying to chase number one what does that mean to you number one in the world golf rankings number yeah number one in the world golf rankings, if you number one FedEx Cup whatever and he he tends to keep on saying stuff like you know I don't think I don't really tend to think about being number one, I'm just focused on next week. I just go out and keep on winning. So he has that mentality, that cold-blooded mentality right now where he's focused, and I see him ending his great season with a dominating performance. To me, Dustin Johnson
1: kind of seems like one of those guys that wins the FedEx Cup playoffs without winning the Tour Championship. I think he's had a season that he can put that together. He, you know, as long as he comes in the top three, he's got a pretty reasonable shot at winning, being the current leader in the FedEx Cup, but I think that's a very good pick. He has had a great season. It would be good to see him win the FedEx Cup. And it would really be a breakthrough season for him. For me, my pick's obviously he's got an outside shot. He's way down there in the FedEx Cup standings, but just my pick for the tournament, just someone you might want to see play good and someone I'm hoping as I stated before to see play good, Bubba Watson. Like I said, I we think we think both of us he, that he needs a really good finish here. solidify a spot on the Ryder Cup team last year he came in T5 here so it's gonna be tough for him but I think he's really gonna go balls to the wall try to make this USA team (laughs) (laughs) but I mean in all honesty I don't know if you can expect him to win it but I think you can expect him to have a very good finish this week and I'm really pulling for him. I would like to see him on the Ryder Cup team. For me, in my mind, it's who I would like over Jim Furyk, but I don't even think it
0: would be unlikely to see somebody other than those two. So here we are, last tournament of the regular season. Should be a good one. I'm excited to watch it. Thanks for listening to the Two-Man Scramble brought to you by Man Cave Sports. Again, you can find us on Twitter at sports 365 or online at www.mcsports365.com. Again, I'm Vaughn Small with my partner Alec Weeks. Thanks for listening and catch us next week for one of our last podcasts of the year. Could be a good Ryder Cup preview next week, so make sure you guys come back.
1: Hey, See you guys here
0: for a long time.